3: This is a podcast from Minute Media.
4: You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my god. You've
2: got all your charger gear on because I, look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go.
3: And he is dicked.
5: Blind squirrel finds an every once in a while. That's like right. It.
2: You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws
5: and touchdown. Oh, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay
4: tuned for some good content.
2: <laughs> well, hello again, folks. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dugson, with my buddies, Kev Huggin' Duggin'. It's Friday, Friday. Friday time. <laughs> and Kyle, the coach, Duggin'. What's up, football fam, Charger fam? All right, folks. We've had a couple of days to get back to our normal abodes and uh, try to recoup uh, what electrolytes we lost
5: over this past Man, weekend. No <laughs> joke. That thirty-year-old recovery from a weekend like that with you boys is not fun. One.
6: I'm I'm legit right now. Thursday. I'm feeling like myself again. Yeah, that's legitimately bit. where I'm at right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's crazy. A, yeah,
5: it was a three-day recovery.
2: It was. Yeah. Uh, it was concerning when I got home and I had voiceover projects to do and I can't. I can't
4: quite hit that, high,
2: <laughs> all of my, hit that high. All of my voiceovers are Dick Vitale, baby. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Well, uh, plenty to talk about this episode. Uh, obviously, today is Friday, which means that we have an all-new, all-in episode mm. on YouTube. It's not out as of the minute of this recording, but... It's looking pretty. I'm excited, excited about to, it. I'm hot. just
6: excited to see how they're going to deal. Uh, clearly, they're going to touch on both games. They're going to touch on the right. Cowboys game. They're going to touch on the the Redskins. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I caught myself. Okay, the Washington football team. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> um, so I'm excited to see what Staley says to them because it sounded like he was dropping some f bombs in that trailer. So I'm just curious.
2: Well, yeah, and it's exciting. It looks like it's going to be a very Derwin-heavy episode. The last episode was very Justin-heavy. This one seems to be very Derwin-heavy, which is awesome because we haven't seen him for so long. Let's see yes. a little behind-the-scenes of uh, Mr. James. So totally. check that out. Those usually come out around 5 o'clock uh, Pacific time, I think, is when they land, so yep. I've, refresh I've, that YouTube absolutely. when
6: that happens. Well, when they did something last week crazy, they were like, if we get enough people to retweet this, we'll release yeah. it early, and they released it at 3, and I was like,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, wow,
6: okay. So fingers crossed they pull hey. some crazy shit again and we get that early couple hours. I'll take it.
2: That would be awesome. Um also just recently, actually just yeah, just just yesterday, uh it was finally announced that we have a new rookie of the week thanks to all of you Charger fans out there. Wow. Who says it's, we don't have fans? Are you kidding it's me?
6: Crazy, man. Yeah. Man, it's- I will take 200 hardcore f***ing fans over a thousand like wishy-washy bullshit fans. Yeah, Because I know if you guys are anything like I was, I was sitting there with nothing to do stuck on an airplane. Yeah. Mm. Just refreshing. I probably did it 250 <laughs> times. I'm not even kidding. I'll tell
5: you, any bathroom break that happened the last couple of days, it was just votes on votes. Vote, vote, <laughs> vote refresh. Vote refresh.
6: I think that's the move moving forward. Every week, if you're sitting on the toilet, you better
5: be refreshing You better be voting. refreshing. Yeah, yeah. In, I get don't get care what business he's. you got. Get that yeah. shit in, if yeah. you know what I mean. Goo. The stinker tinker.
2: Stinker if, tinker. Uh, so uh, I haven't even mentioned his name, but Asante Samuel Jr. We all know who we we're all talking know.
6: about. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Asante Samuel Jr., rookie of the week. Congrats, my friend. Uh good to see Chargers uh, making it uh for the rookie It's of the just week. our thing now. It really is. Yeah, it's yeah. become it's become our tradition.
6: <laughs> I love I love Karen. She's like, okay, I just want to let you guys know now that I'm probably probably gonna mute me or block me. Oh right. Just yeah. know I don't care. Yeah. I'm gonna vote for him <laughs> as many times as possible and shamelessly plug this. So just get ready. Right. I'll let you know when I'm yeah, done. Her and Jim love both that. every time. Oh, and yeah.
5: Any tweet they had over the last three days at the bottom they put Pepsi rookie of the week, hashtag Asante Samuel, like right, every single yeah. tweet they had all week.
6: Yeah. Well, and then you look at like, uh, we met Ashley at the uh, game. Remember, she said, You guys are so tall. We okay. met Ashley. She decided that she was going to give away two tickets to the Monday, to the oh, yeah, the, the Raider game. game. Hey. Yeah. If people, so like, literally, like everyone, <laughs> everyone's kind of following those two ladies' leads. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. It well, is awesome. Pretty cool. I think she's going to announce the tickets pretty soon here. So hopefully you retweet. Um, it's, if you want to go find it, go find it on our Twitter and retweet that because you never know.
2: You never know. Yeah, if you need tickets, that's an a easy and pretty cool way to, to get your hands on them. Um, looking on over now to the injury report. Uh, there is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on there. Uh, let's see. Started off with Joey Bosa. His injury is a foot and ankle. He has not been practicing. We knew that he got his uh, foot Hold wrapped it. up, uh, you know, taped up last week. So, hopefully, this is just rest days and not something to be concerned about for the next game.
6: We need to see if him get. Uh, I, honestly, I feel like we need to see him out there on
5: Friday. If he's not on Friday, at that least is a limited be, practice or something. Concerning, yeah. yeah, he needs to be out there practicing tomorrow. So, as this comes out, you guys will know. But right now, we have our fingers crossed for Joey Bosa at practice.
2: Right. Um, Austin Eckler, blessedly, practicing in full. Uh, his was also an ankle injury. I'm surprised it wasn't a head injury from that hit last week. Jeez, yeah. That was uh, a catch. I went back and watched that again. What a catch. Yeah, oh, cool. such a good catch. One handed. One handed. Yeah. As yeah. Derwin said, he caught it like on the phone or something like that. <laughs> um, Matt Filer also had an ankle injury, but still practicing in full. Uh, Chris Harris Jr., still not practicing with that shoulder injury. Uh, Therwin James not practicing on Wednesday with the toe injury, but got in his full practice on Thursday. Uh, Justin Jones also still not practicing with a calf injury. And Kenneth Murray, uh, that ankle, I'm assuming that's probably what got injured on this last game, uh, has been practicing in full uh, these past uh, couple days. So, um, all in all, pretty promising. Again, I mean, it's that Chris Harris Jr. That's the one thing I think that's concerning now, just if it's more than two... Games. I mean, and
6: we're going to have to
2: expect Derwin playing in that other position again, unless they decide to change it up. I don't
5: know. Um, Yeah, we'll see.
6: Well, tomorrow's a big day for a couple of these guys. They need to get into practice on Friday. They're probably not going to play, especially Justin Jones and um, Chris Harris. Harris. If they don't, if they don't get a practice in on Friday. I think it's safe to assume that they're probably not playing. Which we we need those guys. We need Justin Jones for the run stopping, right? And we need uh, Chris Harris just to give you know Derwin some more versatility and move around a little more.
2: Absolutely, and hopefully Joey Bosa gets in a limited one as
6: well. Uh, Well, if
2: you don't want to be limited when you're trimming up downstairs, (laughs) what a segue, gentlemen! What a segue. You need to go on over to Manscaped to pick up the performance package. 4.0. 4.0. I promise you, your little footballs will feel amazing. <laughs> All right. The little
6: footballs. Jo- <laughs> the little, football. that's little right. footballs. That's right.
2: My little footballs. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your footballs ready for game day uh, <laughs> by going to manscaped.com uh, for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Uh, You can get yourself a fourth-generation trimmer, which also features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. So go on over to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 for a clean trinity and beyond. Your space balls will thank you.
6: If they look good,
2: play good. Look good, 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 feel good. good. Yeah, Look good,
6: feel good, play good. That's right. Balls are all those things.
2: Um... All right. Well, anybody that has been keeping an eye on Twitter, uh, specifically with the bolt fam fan base and, uh, people like Karen and other big, big names out there in the bolt fam community have seen, uh, what has been just the most adorable thing. So cute. <laughs> posted in chargers. <laughs> I'm going to say chargers history, uh, because <laughs> yeah, why not? Just go I'm it. just going for the gold. On this. One. Go for the gusto. Um, there's a uh, person that goes by the screen name Yeti or not uh, that has been making these just adorable little knit crochet, crochet, Justin Herbert.
5: Yeah. Little dolls, dolls, like just Green little, dolls.
2: little cuddly, little cute, adorable little dolls.
5: We The first time we saw them was on, I saw them was on the way up to the game. Oh, I right. was like, are you kidding me? I would buy one of those in a second for my office. I was like, I Easy. thought he was going to say I would buy one of those from the second for my kids. But no, no, no. they, ready they to destroy put this it in the office.
6: I see how they treat the toys. This thing's sitting <laughs> up here, safe, nice and safe, away from the reach of those dirty little fingers.
2: <laughs> um, let's see. They they put on their Instagram. Uh, Thanks going out to everyone's patience while I finish up this round of little Herbie dolls. <laughs> Her She's mm, calling them little, little
6: Herbie, little Herbies.
2: Uh, I've made some improvements to my process over the pe- last few days in order to speed things up. Uh, these guys take a lot of work, but man, are they worth it? Hey, go Agreed. go for, for sure some love. She,
5: she
6: has an Etsy, so go to yet. It's Y E T I or not K N O T. Go to her etsy and she's going to start putting more of those up so i i don't know if they're going to come too quick but damn i'm it's like i'm going to wait for her to like drop the deadline like they're going on sale i'll be like let's go i'm running to my computer (laughs) i need one of these things yeah
2: absolutely i I, i'd love to have one as well they're just they're too damn cute they he's got them in the powder blues and the yellow pants i mean what in the flow my favorite color combo yeah the flow and the hair (laughs)
6: yeah the hair is out of control it's so So good. good
2: it's so good so go check it out. Um. All right, folks. Well, this next game that we've got uh, is going to be against our division rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nemesis! Nemesis! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so let's take a look at uh, a couple of past games for them. Uh, Their first game of the season was against uh, the Cleveland Browns. That's who they played in the playoffs last year. Uh, Let's see, Patrick Mahomes put up over 330 yards, got three touchdowns in that game. Uh, Tyreek Hill almost got 200 yards, goodness gracious, uh, on that game with a touchdown and Travis Kelsey, 76 yards with two touchdowns. So clearly we know who his favorite targets are, at yeah. least from that game is Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Um, they were pretty comparable as far as their stats go. Cleveland was able to put up a 457 yards. That's a big yeah. difference.
6: Um, I think the big thing here is the the rushing yards, and and you yeah. look at this game and the next game, they they put up very few rushing yards, and they put up seventy two their week one game against the Browns, and they put up sixty two week two against the Ravens. So, wow. and then the Ravens put up two fifty, and the um, Browns put up one hundred fifty three. So, just looking at this and how close these games are, this Kansas City Chiefs team is defense isn't what it was no you can clearly (laughs) see that um and i'm looking at these stats here it looks like against that baltimore
2: game tyreek hill only got 14 yards only three catches what happened there
6: so they they shut him down wow i think that's that you know we put this in here just to just show the fact that if we can lock down kelsey and hill and and just moderately stop the run I think we're going to have a good chance, and we just need to score touchdowns. Like you're going to have to score 30 right. points to beat these guys. Right. I don't know what our defense is going to look like or what they're going to do over the top. People have only been able to score 20 on us, but those people aren't the Kansas City Chiefs offense. So there you go. I think realistically, you need to be able to shut, cover the top, keep the top on the defense, keep the top on those receivers, and then we need to get this run game going. We need to, we need to run the ball, control the time of possession. Those are just kind of essential things we're going to need to do. I think to. To win this game yeah I well, think
5: I think it goes back to coach staley we're gonna we have to do it our way like we have to focus on the chargers and if the chargers execute in the red zone we score touchdowns it's it's gonna be tough because their defense just is is it's not that it's not all that I mean so the chargers right now ranking based on our production offensively we're number five in the league and we're number thirteen on defense um the chiefs are number nine in on the on the offensive side and number thirty two they have Currently, the worst. the worst ranked defense. Get out um, of here in the NFL. They get, they gave up like we talked about. They gave up 153 yards rushing and 321 to the Browns, and they should not have beat the Browns if the Browns didn't make a couple of bonehead mistakes. Wow, they gave up 250 yards rushing and 239 yards passing to the Ravens. So this and that was with um, Tyron Matthew having two interceptions and a pick six. Wow. So it's like w- without some bonehead mistakes from the teams they're playing, they're 0 2 and it's yeah. not it's not even like it's super super close. Wow. Um so that the, yeah, their defense has not not been playing, but it doesn't matter if we can't find the end zone and if we have penalties still. Right. That's what it has to come down to. If we clean up our stuff, we should we should have a great opportunity to win this game. Hmm. Um as I went back and watched the last two games, um, I think when they're on defense, the two players that, that, that give me any kind of concern, um, are their two safeties, Sorensen and Matthew, mm. um, they're, they're solid. Those are pro bowl elite level safeties, mm-hmm. uh, and they do a lot with them. They'll bring Sorensen and blitz them off the edge. Uh, Tyra Matthew does a lot all over the place in coverage. Um, so find those two guys. I know Justin's going to be finding them every play. Um to figure out what what the scheme that they're in, uh, and I think the other kind of maybe a little bit maybe less focused on attribute to this game is gonna be um Byron Pringle, the return guy for the chiefs hmm. he's he's pretty nasty he's yeah. real quick um all the returns that I saw he was he was potential to break one every time um so it will be interesting to see what our special team's able to scheme up um to be able to shut shut Pringle down on some of those returns, right, yeah. It's uh. It seems
2: like it seems like it's going to be a game. I mean, these are yeah. two teams that are both coming Always. off of losses that are going to want to win. It's going to be in Kansas City, and yep. so we know that that how loud that stadium can get. And now and we going were there, to be full.
6: and we were there when it was like at a quarter capacity. Capacity, like right? Yeah. It yeah. is. It is definitely loud. It's like at the loudest points of. I feel like our last, the last game when we got in there, it was really loud. And we're just like barely a step below how loud it gets in in Kansas City. Well, the, and they're like that for most of the game. Well, yeah. yeah.
5: And it's, they have a, they are all, that is all Chief fans there. Right. You know, like it's going to be 95%, 90% Chief fans. So our level of loud is great. And I, even they, I saw the little preview or on the Derwin mic'd up, like they were talking about it, it was loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good test for Justin having never really had a crowd last year. This is the first big noise test, I think, that we're going to have so far this year.
2: Yeah, yeah. big time. Well, yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they scheme, how they plan for this game. But uh, it's coming up Sunday, and I am very much looking forward to it.
6: Yeah, and make sure to hit me up if you're going. I know there's yes. going to be a lot smaller pool of people. I'm going to be there. So hit us up on, on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know you're going, and we'll try and meet up. I got a few pins left, like I mentioned last episode, right. and yes. I want to give them out. Kevin still has some
2: goodies to give out. So be sure to find him. If you were in the Kansas city area, I'm hope my fingers are crossed for Tyler Foffy. I'm hoping that he can find the you foster the Foffmeister. Absolutely. Um, all right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to our next segment. It's bolt insight and it's another repeat, but man, this guy was just so good. The first time we had to have him back. Again.
6: Had to, had to have yeah. it back. Not, so... it,
2: it was a requirement. And he's this got such so unique
6: good. insight. So it's, yeah, it's, I, it's really he got me pumped up. I was already pumped up and positive, and he got me even more pumped up and positive. Took you, yeah, took you up to that next, next level. Yeah, this is fresh L, oh, and he right. got me yes. like, okay, let's go. Where are we going? Where are I we love running? It. Let's go.
2: Okay, well let's 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 drink some Kool Aid here, folks. Here we go.
4: As soon as the clock starts, your ass.
3: When I met Justin herbert's man, that dude is big as hell. You know, the goal is to just keep it rolling. We'll come in hike,
5: because we have a lot of things to be excited about.
6: All right, guys, we are back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super pumped to have former Charger and Pro Bowler Hannock Milligan. What is going on, Haneck?
4: What's going on, my brother? Everything good, man. Glad to see you again, man. I was good.
6: Uh, it's so nice to have you back on, and like we're we're back in the football season now, man. There's actually X's and O's and players to evaluate, to look at, to do all that stuff. So let, let's talk about. I just want to get your opinion. Like, how does it feel to be you know for you, you know, you former Charger? You follow the team now. How does it feel to be a Charger fan for you right now this year?
4: Uh, it feels great, man. Um, I love what I, I've seen so far. You know, some things to be corrected, but I'm excited. You know, to be able to talk trash. I was, you know. So you know the Dallas fans know what's up, for so you I got a little bit <laughs> black from it. But yeah, man, um, I, you know I'm proud of the team, man. I'm I'm kind of like it's, it, it feels different this year.
6: Absolutely, it, it, and that's what's so interesting for us is like just the the coaching change. One little slight little move in a different direction, and like the whole energy
4: is different. Uh, I like that coach. I do. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean I don't know him, but uh, just watching him on the sideline, just seeing that energy. And um, it really like it touched me a lot because I was like, "That's they needed that. They needed that, that new school kick, man." Because if you think about it, it's about this generation, and um, I think that was just a smart move.
6: No, and I agree, and I, I think it's interesting with like you know we were talking about the Urban mire kind of like treating, treating players like college players versus this new thing that Brandon right. Staley has that, you know, as a player yourself, what is it like being in a locker room where the coach is more, you know, wants to work with you as opposed to telling you what to do all the time?
4: Um, you feel comfortable and you, you're you able to, you're going to go out there and lay it on the line for him. You're able to discuss with him how you feel and if something is bothering you and things like that, I think that's key because you want to have the players trust. They'll go out there, they'll do whatever, little injuries, nothing will hold them back and they'll give you their all at all times once they have that bond that connection to you i think it's very important
6: that's awesome and i want to get your opinion because you know you know being a player like the cowboy game was like a brutal loss for us you know you know you being a former player like not a fan of the team like like losses like that like i know there's a lot of people like listening to this you know like they had a crappy week like how did you as a player deal with you know, the losses and like getting, just getting right back ready for the next Sunday.
4: I think just, just looking forward to the next week, getting another opportunity to go and correct things. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, watching the film and and being able to go out back out there the next week and correct your mistakes and and work on those things. I think it gives you a lot. You're not going to be down that a long time because you got to learn how to have amnesia. You know, you got to put it behind you. The next game's up. It's time to go.
6: Yeah, right on. And it, it's hard for us as fans because, like, it's so funny. I was talking to my brother about this the other day. Is like we are so invested, but we don't actually do anything. So it's right. like this helpless feeling when the game's over. And, you know, yeah. we try to be as – like, you can tell in my voice. I lost right. my voice at the game, but that's all we can do as fans. So what does it mean to have, like, the support of the fans and helps you guys get to the next week and, you know, be ready for the next Sunday?
4: I mean, that's key. I mean, to have the, fa- the fans – are a very very big part of a team success, and to have the fans behind you to to hear the roar, to see everywhere now the charges are back. So I think it's it's key, man. The fans are the key.
6: That's awesome. And then I want to get your like specific thoughts on like the new Staley defense because you're defensive player yourself. It seems so unique and so different, kind of what we're seeing, the formations, the way things are lining up. Like, they they ran on us pretty well versus Cowboys, but we still kept them to, like, a low number. You know, it was a very low-scoring game. So what are your thoughts on Staley's defense and what you've seen so far this year?
4: Uh, It's a bend-on-break defense. And um, you got to pick and choose what you want to give up. With the front seven that they have, the run, they should be able to handle the run. They... It's, it's going to be some gasses here and there. But as you see how minimum the plays were, they wasn't giving up like crazy, you know, big plays like that. There numerous of them. So I kind of – I like what he's doing because he has the athletes in the back and then it, especially in the front. So once, you know, it's the first couple of games, I think once the season gets going a little more, you're going to see it all gel. and he's going to see a big difference.
6: Absolutely. And then like the special teams, you're – prime special teams player when you play it. Uh, everyone's kind of like, they still like have expectations for the special teams where they're like, oh, it's not perfect yet, but like we're seeing these incre- incremental improvements every week. What are your thoughts on what you've seen from our special teams and, and how we're developing?
4: I see that you got some hungry guys out there. And I think they're emphasizing the importance of how special teams it is. You're not going to get on or defense unless you contribute, earn your stripes, go out there and give it all you got. As you see, special teams is the biggest part of the game.
6: It's exciting for us. It's just, the, it, we're, we're trying to keep eyes on all the details and it's hard for us as fans because we get we start to look at the big picture like oh we messed up here here and here but it feels like all these different areas are improving um yeah. what are you most looking forward to like the biggest jump in improvement and like what are you most looking forward to this upcoming few games of what we can improve on
4: I'm um, just like last year um cut out the mistakes as you see uh if, you, if they eliminated some of the mistakes the outcome would have been different the kick wouldn't have had nothing to do with the game so you can't blame the kicker because of what happened. You got to bl- you got to look at the other quarters, of all the all the mistakes that was made in the red zone. How many times self-inflicted wounds, points on the board taken off? I mean the three points. I mean it's easy to blame the kicker, but I, I I didn't blame him. It was you know unfortunate that the kick was missed. It broke my heart, but you got to look at all the. Other phase of the game, man, where we had plenty of opportunities that we, you know, we left points off the court. So no, that's, for how sure. I at that. that's how I looked at it as a former player and a fan.
6: Absolutely. And then, my, you know, the big storyline for this last game was all the really awful or the very questionable kind of penalties that some of them that we received at the end of the game that called back some touchdowns. Like in a locker room when you kind of, you know, at the end of a game and you've been – All the penalties and all these ticky tack things that don't normally get called to get called on you, how does the locker room kind of come back together after that? And like, do they shake it off? Is everyone walking around all pissed off the whole day? Like what what have been your experiences?
4: If you're getting those penalties and the effort's not there, then you then you throw a fit. A lot of those penalties came because they wanted it so bad. That's the difference. Now, if I'm a half you know what going out there and I get a, a, a silly penalty then you harp on that but these are want to let's go get it trying to get something done so you gotta you, I'm 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 very encouraged and those are the things that you're able to clean up you keep the effort but hey well you know but I, that's how I looked at yesterday and that's how I know the locker room I was in that's how we would have dealt with it
6: awesome and then you know we'll get you out of here on this like the Chiefs, this Chiefs game coming up on Sunday's game, a big one. First divisional game. You know, those are like, you know, players always say how important those are. You see them twice a year, all that stuff. So what do you think it's gonna take for us to, you know, to beat the Chiefs this upcoming Sunday?
4: Do everything we did last week, just cut back on the mistakes. This is not the same team as last year. As far as us, we're better. We're young. You can see the energy. You can see the big change. Look at last year, right? Now, Cowboys, everybody thought, no. We beat ourselves, put that behind us. The Chief game is key. I think we're going to make a statement. We need to take advantage of the Chief loss. Just like we had a heartbreaking loss. Let's go out there, punch them in the mouth. This is a key game.
6: I love it. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to be at the game, so I'm going to be I'm probably it, it's every week I'm going to not have a voice. So, I'm just right. excited to go support no our boys.
4: Yeah, but I love it, man. Like seriously, man. This is this is real big, man. Just everything that you guys are doing and, you know, just it, we feel alive again, man. Seriously. Last year it, just, it felt it didn't feel like this year, to be honest with you.
6: Yeah, there's a there's a fresh, strong heartbeat with this Charger yeah. community, and it, it's really awesome being a part of it. So that coach um, was a
4: big move. I like that was a big move. I, I ain't gonna lie to you.
6: No, for sure. And, and and it's weird for us because we watch you know the the press conferences, and he is. Giving us details that most coaches are like, we're we're moving on to next week. We're moving on to the next team. But he's like being honest with us. Like, what is it like having like you seeing a coach like that? Cause I know you, we talked about Marty last time you were on here, having a leader like that. It's it's gotta be kind of fun.
4: It's it's because it's showing us that he he's he's not throwing the blame on it. it's us, it's a us thing. It's it's we like let's go. We're, we're not making excuses. We're, we're out here to go ahead and tear some heads off. And I'm telling you, what he's doing, you're going to see the outcome. It's going to be a good one. That's my personal opinion. And I'm, I'm very fine. Every game, like last year, I was like, oh, they, no, every game this year, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. Seriously.
6: I love it, man. Your excitement is making me excited. And I didn't think I could get <laughs> even more excited than this. So this is awesome. Well needed,
4: man. <laughs>
6: Absolutely, man. So tell tell everyone um, listening how they can follow you and, and check you out on social media and everything.
4: Uh at official Hannity Milligan that on our Instagram and uh, same on Facebook. You know, I'll be telling. So, hey, you come and follow me. I'm more laid back, but, hey, loads of support.
6: We love it, man. We love having you on, and we're definitely going to do this again this season because just – Yeah, you know I'm here,
4: man. So you know, I I, I I for you, I got you, you know. <laughs> You know, you and my boy Zach, that's all. You know, I don't do a lot of these, but hey, you know, part of I'm home team. So you already know. Number love, I'm behind y'all 100%, man.
6: We really appreciate you. And uh, man, have an awesome week. And let's go get this W against the Chiefs.
4: Time to go cook. (laughs) Have a blessed day, man.
6: You
5: too, man.
4: All right, thanks.
5: You heard them, guys.
2: Time to go cook. Let's go
5: cook. So, Let's go so tear like, some I just heads off that insight of in the <laughs> locker room, like how how he he can only reflect on his experiences, right? Right. Yeah. And knowing like back then in that prime like Charger years, it was hey if you guys are playing hard, penalties will come and go. Right. Yeah. But if you're playing half fast, then we're gonna get on you, and you're not. This isn't a oh well, we'll get them next week. Yeah, I think so,
2: hearing effort. him say that, it made me think like this was an emotional game. This was a game I, that was our home opener yeah. that I know that you could see in these guys how frustrated they were getting with these penalties because they right. wanted, obviously they wanted to win. They want to win every game, but this was just that momentous of an occasion to be like, we got to yeah. get this win. We got to get this win. And there I think just emotions
5: a, just took over. The couple of penalties, though, like the illegal um, shift, like that's not fucking effort. That's just being lazy. I get that's like a lack of effort. It's being lazy, getting the line, getting set. Mm. And then the um, ineligible receiver downfield when uh, we went too far. One of our linemen went too far downfield. That's like a,
6: that's effort. He was trying to go tear somebody up. I right. give that, yeah, that, an that one. I could
5: give. I could Emotions give that were an effort, going high for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's just it, they just. God, we got to clean this crap up. Put, yeah. cut that in half, and we'll, we're winning a lot of football games.
2: Yeah, I, I don't remember how many penalties we had on the first game, it, we did have some pretty it's like ten questionable ones. Yeah, double I think digits. We had ten. So
6: we're like one of the most penalized teams in the league right now. So we just got to fix that shit. Get it to so, single digits, yeah. And then it, we're a in. A di- we're steps. looking different. Single like, digits. That's all we
2: ask for. We have
6: like we have what it takes to beat the Chiefs. I'm not worried right. about it. I think everyone's a little you know gun, you know gun shy right now because of what happened on Sunday. But I'm not worried about it. I think they fully can come out, yeah. and do what they need to do against the Chiefs. So I but I loved having on, dude. He's dude, like the coolest, the coolest dude. Awesome. And we're gonna check in with him more often because like you know. Just hearing former players talk about yeah. you know their insights. It's, it's a unique insight that we don't always get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And talking right. to players in it, they haven't had time to reflect on yeah. it. So he's had time to reflect, and he's just a really awesome dude. So uh, expect yeah. more from Hanek for sure. So cool. Thank you, yep. Hanek. Yeah, yeah, thank Hanuk. you,
2: Hanek. Can't wait to have you back on again. Those were just some great little pieces of information. Yeah. Love to have it. Um, all right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to our next segment. Coach's classroom. Let's see what we got this week. Class is in session. That's right, folks. It's time for another Coach's classroom. And for this week, uh, we we've got a little texting that we do between the Duggan brothers and Coach Senior and myself. And uh, he made a comment recently that sounded like something we might want to take a look at for
5: Coach's classroom. What was he what was he yabbering on about? Yeah, what yeah. was he <laughs> what was he drumming on about? He um he was talking about the idea of going downfield. And I had talked about how we had that, that penalty um, on Abushi of going, we had an illegal man downfield. He was an eligible receiver and he got past the three-yard mark. Um, I had explained how your linemen are allowed to go, they're allowed to block downfield until they get to three yards. And then they have to stop until the ball is thrown. Um, and I, I had kind of alluded to that maybe that the, the NFL ref, officials office is, hey, we got to start cracking down on these linemen getting downfield um, because of the RPO scheme. Um, because as those linemen get downfield, it becomes nearly impossible to decipher it to, if it's run or pass. Um, and so this Abushi getting called for downfield, I think was because of them enforcing not allowing Lyman downfield because of the RPO scheme. Um, mm. And it, it made a lot of sense to look at it. And that's so what my dad had asked us to is because the Kansas City Chiefs run a lot of RPO. Um, RPO, it's just an acronym for run, pass, option. Mm. So there's basically two plays going on at the same time. It's not like when you call two plays out of the huddle and then you line up and the quarterback checks to one or the other it's you're actually running two different plays at the same time. And if it, it's up to your quarterback, it's up to Mahomes to make the decision, if he's going to hand the ball off or if he's going to pass it to somebody. So, and there's the blocking scheme is going to have to have to allow for that to happen. Right. Cause these guys don't know these front five, those guys are ineligible as we talked about, cause they're both covered up. They're ineligible receivers. So they cannot go past three yards downfield. If they go past this line, they'll get a penalty like we did on Sunday. So how do we how do they initiate some kind of a run blocking scheme while not going three yards downfield? Because that is why I believe the officials office is is kind of cracking down on this is to to limit how explosive RPOs and kind of how unfair it can be if those linemen are getting downfield. Hmm. So this first play, this is this is the first play of the game for the Chiefs. Um, They already have seven points because of a pick six, but this is their first offensive play of the game. Uh, Their first two are actually RPOs right back to back. Um, But you'll watch the offensive line as they get off the ball. They're definitely in a a run blocking scheme. Um, Normally these two guys, these linebackers are reading the linemen. We always read guards as linebackers. If they get high hat, so they stand up and pass set like you guys always see those linemen do those little silly shuffle drills where they're, kind of standing up straight and they're just shuffling one Mm. foot. Mm -hmm. Um, That's an easy indicator that it's a pass because these guys are all going to their pass blocking set. You don't get that on play action. You don't get that on RPO because they're firing off the ball. Now they're not going to fire off the ball and go get linebacker because they would be three yards downfield. They're going to fire off and they're, it's usually a zone blocking scheme. So they're all going to start working this way and they're going to let the linebackers come to them. So they're not going down three yards downfield, but they're definitely not sitting back in a pass set. So it's going to be all up to Patrick Mahomes back here to decide what's the matchup that I like. Dude, is the box in a situation, or the box is outside the tackles to the linebackers. This is the box. What are the numbers? So they have one, two, three, four, five, six. But if this guy starts to leak out a little bit to try to cover up this slot, he'll hand the ball off. If this guy starts to get in a little bit too tight, He'll hit this guy on a bubble or a slant or whatever it might be behind. So his decision is a lot based on where these linebackers decide to line up. Um, so I'll run the play for you. You'll see the linemen are going to fire off the ball like it's a like it's going to be a run. But Pat Pat is looking at these linebackers to decide if he's going to throw the ball. So right here, he's got that decision on that split second. This linebacker kind of took off. Look, he took away this slant. I'm going to hand the ball off because now we got five on five. And I like those numbers, so that was that all happened in that quick little bit of a second. Of they had the that Pat he saw Backer leak out, boom! I'm going to hand it. If Backer had come down hard to defeat the run, he would have pulled it and thrown it. Um, And we'll see that here on the next clip. Okay, so again here um, we're going to see the RPO. This one actually is another run, but you'll again see the idea that Pat Patrick is surveying the linebackers, what the box looks like. They still have their four and their two. They're in a nub set, meaning there's no wide receivers, just the tight end. So the corner's out here, but you like that. You like those numbers. You're tight end and they bring in a corner for that number. You like that to, to hand the ball off. So he's looking right here to see what this guy does. Where is his alignment? What is he looking at? What happens when I snap the ball? Is he going to take off and get to the, his pass drop or is he going to fly down into the box? So as the play starts to go, We'll see here, his eyes, boom, he started to back out. We see that linebacker start to back out. Instantly, they're going to hand the ball off. Now, this in the running game, it doesn't matter how far you go downfield. It doesn't matter what's happening um, with the offensive line. It's when this RPO turns into a pass, that's when it becomes a big deal. You see, all the offensive line, they were staying there at that three yards for the first one, two, three seconds. So Mahomes can make his decision, but then as they know, okay, it's run or the ball's already out of his hand. We can start to work our way downfield. All right, and this is the last play we'll look at again. And run pass option RPO. You'll see the offensive line. All these guys are going to start working this way, so that with this handoff happens, we have a zone blocking scheme this way. But these three guys are doing their own thing. They don't care if the ball gets handed off that way, off to the right, because it doesn't matter to them. So these these linemen, these wide receivers, are going to come out and block. And they're running a screen for this tight end. That's what the play, there's two plays going on at once. Mm. They either have this quick dump to the tight end, or they have the run, the zone run to the right. And those are both, all those blocking schemes are going on at the same time. And it's up to Mahomes to decide. Now, as we look at numbers, which is what he's looking at, you only have one, two, three, you have your four down linemen. So we have one, two, three, four, five offensive linemen. And then you have these two guys here in the box. So, Mahomes is looking right here. This is the guy that's going to decide if he's going to give it on the run or, or, or pass it um, for the pass. Um, so you have one, two blocking, one, two. So it all comes down to this guy and what he decides to do. Now, if he's lined up a little bit too far inside or this mismatch is just that bad. So for instance, if he just has that much trust in AD3 to be able to get open and this guy can't get him in the open field, then he's going to take that right away. So I want you to watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run it through. You'll see Mahomes already made up his mind. So if you're watching this and you don't know that it's RPO, it looks like he's just throwing the ball to 83 right away. Because as that motion happened, he's already decided this is where I want to go with the ball. Um, so I'll run it through one time so you can just see really quick. He's already decided, boom, that, 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 that fake wasn't even really Jimmy. a fake to the running back. Hmm. It was almost just like as soon as that ball snapped, I know where I'm going. And so now we have all everybody's blocked up. He's going to come around here. I'm sorry, it wasn't to the tight end. It was a quick screen out here. And 83 is going to lead up. But he's saying number four is not going to be able to get him in open field and we're going to have a positive play. So that's where the RPO comes in. But I I will run it again one more time through to show you this is one of the plays, one of the few plays that I saw that Kansas City was starting to get close um, on that um, getting downfield, getting close to three yards. So if you watch this right side of the line, they don't know if it's run or pass. So they're blocking run. Watch this right side of the line as the ball is thrown. They're starting to get up to linebacker and it gets real close. Um, to if 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 Mahomes had held on to this for another one or two seconds, I think this play specifically is why the NFL is looking to try to really like come down on linemen getting downfield. Hmm. Watch the right side of the line here. So boom, this guy right oh, here wow. is he getting just close like, already. Up, yeah. It's almost instantly he's at two yards. That's one, two. Right, So he's right there on the border. If that wouldn't have been such a quick decision, he could have been close to that down being downfield and having that inel- uh, ineligible man downfield. So that's why I think is the idea behind why that dumb call was made on, on the Chargers that turned out to be pretty catastrophic for us. Um, on the flip side, looking at the Chiefs and watching this RPO, it's going to be big time for our linebackers um, and those numbers in the box, right? We only have three down linemen and a lot of the time um, so it's going to be really looking at those numbers and seeing what the mismatches are, what the chiefs, what, what they really like, because most of the time our linebackers are fast enough to be able to defeat these quick little pop passes. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching one thing to watch is what their alignment is not, our, not Kenneth Murray all the time, but those other linebackers, the Kaiser whites, how, how far is he cheating out to that number two receiver? How, how tight is he in the box in here? Or is he starting to cheat out here to really take away those RPOs? Uh, and forced them to give. Um, and that's the chiefs have not had an extremely successful run game so far. So I anticipate our defense playing a little wider, forcing them to run and us coming down hard. Once that ball is given.
4: Interesting.
2: Um, just out of curiosity, because as you're going through this, it made me wonder when it comes to those RPO type plays and the concern is for uh, linemen to not get three yards out. Obviously they can't like look back and be like, Hey, did you throw it yet? Like right. they, they is that a timing thing or yeah. what is
5: the, is there a a signal or something that they yeah. look for? No. So any RPO is going to be a quick pass. You're not going to get an RPO. That's a, a deep ball downfield. Okay. That quarterback has to get the ball off in one, one thousand two and it has to be gone or okay. else he's got, they're, they're going to start to get downfield. So as a quarterback, it, all those, all the RPOs, it's either a run or a really quick short underneath pass. Um, and that's what you see the Chiefs be really successful. That's why Tyreek Hill and the Pringle, the, these these fast, really quick guys. You just get the ball in their hands and let them go. That's what the RPO is designed for. Really good slant guys, these bubble screen type guys, like what you're seeing in this play here. Gotcha.
2: All right. Well, yeah, we saw in this last game that uh, clearly Brandon Staley wanted to stop the pass game, and we and we held Dak to no touchdowns on this last game, so. It wouldn't surprise me if they are still in that same kind of mindset. And like you just said, where they're kind of defending the pass and then come down hard on the run if it happens to be that way. We'll find out. But hey, coach, thank you for uh for shedding some more light on this uh game of football and educating uh dumb dums like myself. Uh <laughs> one 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 episode at a time, folks. That's <laughs> all we can <laughs> do. <Dum-dum-dum>. Baby steps. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, one more segment before we finish up this episode. We got to go back to the old well of Mike Maudlin to give us a little bit of Bolt history. Let's see what he's got lined up for today.
3: What's up, Bolt gang? Your boy is back with another installment of Bolt history. This time we're going to be talking about my most personal Charger story that I can even remember. Uh, We are going back to September 14th, 2008. And at that time, a lot of you probably remember, we, Charger fans, communicated via internet message boards on Charger fan websites, on chargers.com, you name it, there were a bunch of them out there. The one that I was a primary member of was called Glorify the Past, shout out to Scott Scherer, who used to run that site. And at the time, I was writing the pregame articles for Glorify the Past, and they end up ended up uh, getting in partnership with KLAC AM Radio 560 out of Los Angeles, uh, and so I... Suddenly became the Midwest beat reporter for the Chargers for KLAC. Uh, And the first assignment that they had me go to was the Chargers at Broncos on September 14th, 2008. Now, the cool thing was, is that a lot of the the message board members were at the tailgate prior to the game. And they totally treated me like royalty, knowing that I was going to be in the press box that day and interviewing the players after the game in the locker room and all that. So it was really neat. But one of the things that was kind of challenging was that I was not allowed to show in any way, shape or form that I was a Charger fan. Uh, So I ended up wearing a Chargers T-shirt underneath my suit uh, to try to skirt the rules and um, and have my fandom still present there at, at Invesco Field. The press box was unbelievable as well. I got to meet San Diego legends like Larry Himmel and Hank Bauer and the food was amazing and and we were in control of the game for most of the game. We were leading at halftime 24 to 6. Uh and there was an omen in the first half that probably would have been a good indicator of how this game was going to go. Uh on the Chargers first possession on second down, Philip Rivers throws a short pass to Chris Chambers. Chris Chambers catches it, gets down on the 29-yard line and Champ Bailey strips him of the ball. The Broncos recover the the fumble. Looking at the replay, it was obvious that Chris Chambers' elbow was down before the ball came out. And so uh, Dick Enberg and Randy Cross, the announcers at the time, looked at the replay. We were all looking at it in the stadium on the big screen, and it was pretty obvious that it was not a fumble. Ed Hockley was the referee that game, and I think you probably have all heard of the infamous Hockley game. This is what I'm referring to right now, that that game was this game. The Chargers go to challenge the play, but the replay equipment wasn't working. And they only had two minutes to complete the review, and the delay took more than two minutes. So Ed Hockley made the decision that the call on the field would stand, even though everybody in the stadium and watching on TV saw that it was not a fumble. That was one of the first ways that we got screwed in that game. Uh, And coincidentally, later on in the game, when the Broncos went to challenge a play, all of a sudden the replay equipment was working. The game was going pretty well for us. We were up 24 to 6 at halftime. Then we go into the second half, and towards the end of the game, this is the one that everybody remembers, who was watching back then anyway, they were on, the the Broncos were down 38 to to 31, there was a minute 14 seconds left in the game, and the Broncos have the ball on our one-yard line, so they're about to score. Jay Cutler drops back to pass, and as his arm goes back, he drops the ball at the back end of his release, uh, and then Tim Dobbins recovers the fumble. So it should have been Chargers ball, and we could have ran out the clock to win the game. But what happened was, when Jay Cutler dropped back and the ball falls out of his hands, Ed Hockley inadvertently blew the whistle, calling the play dead, so there was no fumble. Broncos get the ball, they score a touchdown, they score a two-point conversion, and win the game. Now, I have to go into the locker room to interview all these guys who are completely pissed off for my first time doing any kind of NFL media. And I was severely intimidated because you have all these large men who are extremely pissed off that they just had a game ripped out of their hands. Really, it was a travesty. In fact, it was so much of a travesty that Ed Hockley after the game was emailing fans who were complaining at him about that bad call. And he's, he answered every single email, good or bad, which most of them were obviously bad, but he spent that entire afternoon and evening answering every single email that came in about this call. So I go down to the locker room and the first piece person I happen to meet is Hank Bauer. And I asked Hank, Hank Bauer, I said, uh, so what do you think about us getting job like that? And Hank screams at the top of his lungs, worst job ever. Uh, So I go into the locker room with Hank and I'm walking in and it was like uh, somebody had just slapped a hive of Hornets with a baseball bat the way the players were walking around in that locker room. And I ended up getting jostled and knocked down by both North Turner and Phillip Rivers um, because everybody was just pacing around in there angrily. And I was trying to find my way. It was my first time. I didn't know really what I was supposed to be doing. And so I just started interviewing players that weren't getting interviewed by someone else. And I ended up getting to interview Giles Tucker, Antoine Applewhite, uh Brandon Seiler, uh, Mike Tolbert, Jacob Hester, Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, and and Igor Olshansky. And in fact, Igor Olshansky ended up walking me out of the locker room and showed me how to get out of the stadium. Um, so that was kind of a neat touch. Um, but that was probably the craziest uh experience for me as a Charger fan and as a as a any type of reporting situation just because it was so crazy in that locker room. And those guys were in seriously intense. Um, I I cannot even describe to you what it was like outside of me having been a correctional officer before and, and seeing a bunch of guys in a prison riot. Uh, that was probably the closest thing I've had to that. But the great thing was that I made a lot of friends um, and I had that incredible experience. And what I would like to leave you with is a, a random fun fact about the Chargers, because I don't want to end on that p- horrible note of that bad call. But uh, one of the cool things that you may not, may not have known about the Chargers is that they were the first team to have a colored face mask. Um, back in, I believe it was uh, 1973... The uh, the head coach Harlan Sfair went to the equipment manager Sid Brooks and he said, "I want a tougher look for our uniforms than this powder blue stuff." So that's when they came up with the concept of the navy uniform. They kind of wanted to, wanted it to look more like the Giants, and so they designed a blue helmet. But the blue wasn't coming through, so they invented a way to do a transparency on the helmet to bring more of the blue out. And they didn't like the way the gray fa- face masks looked with the uh, with the blue helmet. And But the gray face mask was the only face mask out there from high school sports all the way through to the pros. Everybody had gray face masks. So they wanted to create this yellow face mask to go with the dark blue helmet. And they ended up finding a dentist because none of the sporting equipment companies, none of the helmet makers were able to do a color outside of gray. So they turned to a dentist named Dr. Dungard, who actually painted the, the, or used a dental process actually to paint or coat the face masks with a yellow color, and then they would end up hand painting them the rest of the way. Um, And they were so popular that, uh, of course, the next year, everybody wanted a colored face mask and the rest is history. So you can also thank your Los Angeles Chargers for colored face masks in the National Football League. That'll do it for this installment of Bolt History. Remember to stay bolted. Okay, love you, bye. Well, goodness gracious, Mike.
6: so good, dude. I look forward (laughs) to to this segment every every. 2 weeks he comes on yeah. he just gives us some great shit and it was perfect timing for all this bullshit about right. referees and yes. bad calls and taking yep. games away it was just perfect timing for that wow
2: yeah what yeah. what a what a thought to have a uh, a penalty not get overturned due to technical difficulties that's such
5: bs like what a weird what a weird concept but it goes back to like how many games wouldn't have gone the way they did without like the ability to review plays, you know, like before that was an option, right? Yeah. How many sure. games got messed up because of terrible, terrible ref, refereeing calls.
2: Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, and, and also just a great to, to hear about the whole face mask thing like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty rad. Like who knew yeah, that a that was like, your cap. right. Of, us just wanting a tougher look, wanting yeah. something to pop, something to stand out and
6: pretty damn way to go about doing it. I must say. Yeah. And the, the one thing I found really interesting that he was talking about Ed Hockley, um, during this 2008 game, mm-hmm. um, for Sunday, the head ref for our game Don't say is Ed Hockley. Sean Hockley. Oh Jesus! His son. Oh God. So let's just hope as Kyle and I are, we're better than our father. And we're yep. going oh, to call a great game.
0: I'm
5: saying dad I is inferior you to, go to go you and me. I no, was just commenting you. <laughs> I, I know, but dad listens. So no, if I, I you, did, I'm, come I on, just roll with
0: it.
6: You're getting all serious shit. Come on. Pull it together, oh, man. Oh, God. No, but we have Sean Hocules, like, the lead, uh, the ref hey, first.
5: He was so. a kid when his dad made terrible calls. Maybe he's like... Man, I owe it to the Chargers to give him a couple. Games. I really, to give them my really best blew it. Like, yeah. Calling. yeah,
6: old Ed, <laughs> he blew it for him. So I don't uh, know. It's it's it it goes to show this isn't a new thing. This sure. has happened no. Oh, to us yeah, before. No. no, and let's That's not happened to everybody. It, it just is what it is. So yeah, let's right. let's just pray that we can keep these penalties low on Sunday and score a whole bunch of. GD touchdowns, baby. Absolutely, yes. I think if anybody can get this
2: cleaned up, it's Mr. Staley. If we can run through a wall, we can also make sure that we don't go three yards farther than we should. That's right, yeah.
6: (laughs) Stop. Don't run through that. Red light. Yep, red light. light. Red light. (laughs) Red light. light. Red light, green light.
2: (laughs) Um, All right. Well, folks, there you go. That's another Charger Chat episode in the books. All done, wrapped up, put a bow on it. Slap it and send it out to the to the field. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Next, uh, next on the list is a game on Sunday, folks. Kansas City Chiefs, our main man, Ug and Duggan, will be there screaming as loud as he can, even though there's gonna be surrounded by a sea of
6: Chiefs. Ugh. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Stellan just just worked up. I'm gonna teach him how to be there a Charger go. fan. It's his first Charger game. So I'm gonna teach him how to be I a Charger expect a band. sign.
5: I expect. Sally with oh, yeah. A little sign going. There you into go. The game. Yeah, Done. He's got his crafts. new
6: Herbo jersey. We got yeah. it the last game. You know, we're we're gonna get it set up. We may do some face paint. You know, it might get yeah, crazy in the dugout really yes. house. Yes. Six. And then we'll just paint the wife's belly. Oh,
5: and we'll, there you we're, go. And we're gonna
6: get. I don't know. We'll yeah, see what you're she,
5: smuggling but. another kid
2: into
6: there. We'll too. See That's yeah, right. Exactly.
2: All right. It's gonna be good. Well, folks, can't wait to see it happen. That's gonna do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up, because we're ready for any squad, any place. K-Love-You-Bye. 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 And now, a word from our sponsors.
4: Hey there, friend. You know, Christmas is just around the corner.
2: You could start saving up for gifts the old-fashioned way, or you could do it the right way, with a Sante layaway. Asante Layaway is the only joint in town that works with you to ensure your gifts are paid off by Christmas. Plus, get a sweet discount for every interception Asante Samuel Jr. gets. Not too shabby. So come on down to Asante Layaway
4: and save up for your gifts today.